Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me as always is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? I'm doing very well, Sarah. How are you doing? Doing good. I have um, two tabs open for Golden Globes information and news as we are recording this as the announcements are coming in. Yeah, yeah. It's been a big night for some of your favorites so far. I know I uh, see Succession won for Best Drama Series and I'm uh, so happy about that because season two deserved some acknowledgement. And I won't be surprised if come Emmys season two gets recognition again. That that season was that good. I'll finish season one and I'm going to start on season two here shortly. And uh, I really, really enjoy this series. And yeah, it definitely deserves all the accolades that it's getting. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I mean... There, it's it's not dense, but you still feel very full after watching it. You're like, oh wow! And I can't wait for you to see the season two finale because there's some stuff that I want to talk to you. About. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I might even just have to rewatch season two. But yeah. yeah, I was I was really proud of that. I am a little bit disappointed in, though that they gave Brian Cox the Best Actor award and Karen uh, Karen. McCulkin didn't get anything, which he he's my favorite actor on the show, and that's my favorite character, Roman. So I kind of would have preferred him to get an award, but hopefully yeah. that's him in the future. It, it may happen in the future. I mean, you know, when you look at the actor in a drama series, we have Billy Porter, Rami Malek again, Toby Menzies from The Crown, and Kit Harrington, and you know, Rami did some great work in Mr. Robot this year, but. Uh, I mean, like I said, just just from just from seeing the work that Brian Cox did in season one of Succession, I can only imagine uh, how much more was next level in season two. Oh yeah, yeah, it is. And then also we have Olivia Coleman, who just continues to get awards for anything she does these yeah. days. <laughs> yeah, it's just like yeah, just talk. Yeah, she's like the new Meryl Streep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was. We just want to hear her speech and her say something completely. Yeah insane or just so endearing but um that's good for her i'm i'm really glad laura dern won for marriage story yeah i, st- I still have to see that but i've heard oh, I've seen it i've seen it how did you uh yeah well obviously i know adam's your favorite but <laughs> well no it's, it's not that i've just wanted to see that movie because everybody kept talking about it like yeah Christ. Yeah, it, it, and that's why I want to see it too. It's like that that buzzwordy water cooler talk, and so I feel like I'm uh, I have a case of FOMO with with that. So definitely want to satisfy that. Yeah, she she um um I also think that she partially got it because big Big Little Lies season two she. Her performance in that show was really good this year, too. So I feel like they were giving it for both. Because as much as I liked her in Marriage Story, I also don't think she did that much in it, Mm. if I'm being honest. So, but I I just like to see them get shout-outs. And then you have Parasite. God, I need to see that movie eventually. Yeah. and. Yeah, and 1917, Sam Mendes just won. Ah, uh, yeah, that's that's all. That's definitely on my list of films to see. I uh, what we, it wasn't in limited release here, but uh, I think it does start. I believe Thursday. So, mm-hmm. 
So I that's definitely one of those films that's uh, on my anticipated films of, of 2020. Yep, I am going to go see that with my older brother and my dad because my dad loves these kind of movies and he does not know what it is. Um, and and because there is the reason, everyone, do not be fooled by the trailers. There's a reason why people are saying this movie is the best movie of the year and one of the best they've ever seen. Um, I am sad that I know the reason why, so I will not spoil it. Okay, thank you. There's thank a you. Reason. So. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, but that's definitely one of the top ones on my on my list. Um, I see where uh, best television series uh, Fleabag won that. Yeah, I don't know. Why I still have I have all this time these days, and I still have not sat down and watched Fleabag for some reason. Same here. Same here. We keep. I know I, everybody I've talked to seen it. My neighbor was talking, telling me about it a few weeks, a couple weeks ago, and, and some other folks who have really seen very high praises for it. But it, I mean, honestly, it was it's 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 been this thing out there that I've heard about, but I haven't I haven't seen it yet either. Mm-hmm. Yep. So in in other news, um, it, it it's been kind of interesting for twenty twenty. Because yeah. literally on day two, for a lot of people, their their world kind of just went what? Yeah, <laughs> I know it did for me. So, so if you haven't heard, me and Will, we we often listen to a lot of Collider video programming where you have movie talk, you had Collider Live. Because I used to follow the Schmoes No Show and Christian and Mark were part of Collider and then they kind of integrated everything. And then a few months ago, Christian Harloff left Collider Live and and now apparently they've decided to pull the plug on all of those shows related to TV and movie commentary, speculation, news replacing it more with celebrity gossip i guess i don't really yeah. understand yeah what. it was it was like celebrity gossip and the cutting edge what was it cutting edge deep things like deep fakes and other things like that but i mean i well i don't think they put that in their uh in their announcement but that's one of the, i guess they had pretty good success with the george lucas deep fake they did some uh, some weeks back, and uh, which you know was funny, but mm-hmm. uh, but it looks like that's the route they're going in more celebrity news. It, it will entertainment almost like I guess how like like those shows like Entertainment Tonight and Extra are now. I think they're going. It seems like they're going in that direction, right? Right. Uh, more so than the hard movie talk things like we do here and what and the, what they cut their teeth on. I mean, I, I remember just watching. The Collider website itself, and then of course uh, through through working with you here on the podcast, and even before that, uh, seeing some of the some of the original content like Movie Talk and mm-hmm. and and more. So um, yeah, that was you know I, I watched Movie Talk the January the New Year's Day Movie Talk on, on January second, and and um, looking you know, and I was you know so I finished it. And then I was ready for. I was thinking, well, Collider Live should be popping up here any moment here, here because that's I have it on this background noise at work, and no, no, no Collider Live. 
And then that afternoon, I saw Collider t- trending on Twitter. So my first thought when I saw that was, oh, crap, Collider's shutting down. Right. Uh, uh, because I know they have had, they have been losing subscribers. Oh. Because from, it, from, it, <laughs> it, it it was it was basically a split i noticed because i actually i've been mainly watching um sen with christian mm-hmm. ever since he left sometimes i'll pop in an episode of of glider live i did especially over the the holiday break but i was noticing the numbers and collider live they originally held on to about 50% of the audience and then those started dropping as well. And I think at the end of the day, whether it's celebrity gossip, whether it's movie or entertainment news or movie talk, if the personalities who are at the table, the viewers do not care about or respect is a strong word, but more want their honest opinion on the subject matter, they won't stick around. And and I think that's what was proof. I mean, Roxy Stryer, I've actually been watching arguably longer than Mark and Christian because I, I knew her from after Buzz TV days. Right. Collider Live was never about TV. Collider Live is not about the CW shows that she knows inside and out and backwards and forwards. So, of course, if you give her Collider Live, it's not going to work out well. And it has nothing to do with those three personalities not being entertaining or engaging. But it's just the we we all were driven to that show because of Christian and Mark and Christian left. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So and not only left, started his own show, which is basically the same show he's been doing for the past since 2014. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, he'll try to say, no, it's not Nostromos, no, it's not that. But, I mean, it has elements of all the, all the things. And, of course, he has added, you, you have to, to, in order to keep things fresh, I mean, you have to, like, evolve with the times and stuff. And they have done so on, on SCN. But, yeah, it was, I, I, you know, whenever I saw that Collider Love and SCN were up against one another, and and I, I was sort of 50-50 with the two shows, honestly, once they started, because uh, they were up against each other, same time slot if you wanted to watch it live. And and so some days I'd watch them, you know, watch Collider Live, you know, see who's on the, who they had up. But it really is, it really is, personality driven and it's very very interesting once all this news has come down and and uh people like roxy and john roca and mark riley and others have been let go from collider seeing how their own personal youtube channels have like spiked in their in their subscribers and again really goes to the point that you were making earlier about personality Mm -hmm. and and, and and wanted to support people at building uh, building their own channels and community. Which uh, John Campia, who uh, who was well, hell, he was pretty much the founder of pretty much oh, the, yeah. the ladder that we we knew um, prior to January second. Just launched on an epic rant, which is very interesting. He was very like all the personalities were very professional and very like support the people who were remaining there they you know but i had nothing bad to say blah 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 and then i guess jack hind who i guess is 
mm-hmm. one of the higher ups at uh, Collider, basically in a, a tremendous display of douchery, and, um, retweeted with comment. Uh, I guess Collider did a show this past weekend that Scott Matz with the more celebrity focus, basically saying this is you know this is where we're going, and people you know I'm paraphrasing, but you know people don't tune in for fart jokes and and what was the other thing he said um basically taking shots at christian and and some of the other folks movie who, talk, and movie talk yeah movie talk and fart jokes yeah yeah uh it, it i don't it's just stupid because i think that as much as i loved john's rant about it and if you haven't watched it it's really good so go to that channel and and watch his video because john john used to be a lawyer at one point or he was going to law school so yeah yeah, if you attack somebody he cares about he will repeat his threads and it was (laughs) it was an epic epic like beat down you know i wouldn't even try to like come up with, I mean, he, the, the passion, and, and he fr- freely admitted. I mean, it was he helped build that, build that, and, it, and like you said, I mean, he was this this tweet that was attacking people who he cares about and works with, and right. uh, yeah, and he and yeah, it's about twenty five minutes or so long, but it is worth every minute just to hear it if you're a big if you're a fan of Collider because it probably it basically captured what a lot of people were feeling. Right. I I just the one thing I will say though is that I think. Jack Hind is probably is probably a douchebag um, because that was just very poor taste and classless to do that when other people just lost their jobs. And the more I've heard from other outside parties, um, the Action Army did their own version of speculation about Collider and everything. And they talked about how at the end of the day, Everyone's saying that no hard feelings are, and they gave them opportunities and all that. But the the thing that really hurt everyone is that they literally found out one day they went into work and then they said, "Hey, you're not going to have a job anymore." Bye. Yeah, yeah. Or that yeah. it's like, whoa, wait. That's hmm? a, yeah, that's a, such a <laughs> shitty thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> Like, so in, in that regards, it kind of, because that's what it felt like when I kept, I first saw that and then I thought to myself, huh, I wonder if they knew that going into break, but I, I watched those episodes and nobody gave any indication. And then I was watching CSEN and they, they had on John Roca, they had on Roxy and Mark and man, no, it it was very clear that they literally found out that day and now their entire plan, all of their plans for 2020 thrown out the window and they have to start over again. And that's what sucks. Yeah. But I also am very curious is what's this going to do and, and how exactly they're all going to make their own way and, and how it'll be intertwined. I mean, Christian, it's also become clear to me that Christian can't afford to hire more people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, I don't, I don't know. I'm very curious about it. Um, I think this is doing wonders for him and his channel. Cause we know we're going to get more details with, because he's so connected to this group. Yeah. Um, but 
I don't know. It's just very interesting way to start off 2020 for anybody who's invested in that community. Yeah, yeah. And it really is. And it really is a community. And I mean, when you look at the, the Facebook groups, the Twitter interaction, Instagram interaction with, with fans of Collider, and just seeing in, in the few days that since this news is broken, how many folks have unsubscribed and who, you know, that that's really shows the level of, you know, the customer is always will show how they feel. And, you know, it takes, I mean, time or effort to like go through and like scroll through your YouTube subscriptions and stuff and actually unsubscribe for, from a channel if you, but, you know, I think it's, I, I will be, it'll be interesting to see how, the channel goes over the next few months. I mean, I know there's the the immediate reaction of people being very pissed off because, again, this is a community of that we have become endeared to these personalities, and and so I, I you know check back in in May and I want to see how this channel's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, to see if like their new, you know, their new vision or new programming is, is is doing as well because i mean you know you look at like you said you look at christian and his channel it's taking off and this mm-hmm. was even before all this happened so uh and and, and also you know what well, how this other people in this space and now that there's a vacuum that's been created uh will some of the old personalities from collider be able to fill that vacuum because uh, as you said christian can't hire everybody uh, but uh, or or will other channels like Screen Junkies and and, and others be able to, to fill that void? Yeah, yeah. I I think there is a vacuum, but the more I think about it, there there's there's already they they kicked off this whole let's let's talk about film and TV and record it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, who would have thought? A lot of people do it. And and so I don't I don't know if if there's that big of a vacuum, but um or if it's it's if it's gonna be filled really quickly. But I, I do think that viewers are just gonna follow the personalities they like yeah. the most. And yeah, it, yeah. I yeah. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, and see it like you said, you see how people have their subscriptions have like increased astronomically. Yeah, uh, yeah, the people will follow their personalities they like. So, what else have you been watching? I mean, it's, it's so weird. This is the first time we're recording in 2020, and it feels very long ago since last time we talked, and we talked yeah. a lot about Star Wars, which reminds me of something else that happened during this big in-between 2019 and 2020, Mandalorian season one finale. Yeah. Yeah. So that was definitely, definitely one of the major things I watched over, over the holiday. And I have to say my initial reaction, and it still, still feels that way to the Mandalorian season finale was, this is how you do Star Wars. I, uh, I know you. I know you said you you like the show. You're not in love with the show. I think this was the. I was already like deep, deeply crushing, it, and this made me completely fall in love with Mandalorian. That that finale. It was just uh, an amazing bookend to. I thought w- was a very strong season one. Uh, sort of gave, gave me 
like the Flash season one vibes, how I just really just fell hard for a show. It's been, you know, it's been a while since I've felt that way, other than probably Watchmen, um, as far as recent shows that we've, that I've, that I've watched. And, um, it, 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 I, I really, really enjoyed it. That's the main thing I watched over, over the break. I, I started The Witcher. I know a lot of people have talked about it. Not really in a place to, to really, to really pot about it at this point because it's, I haven't finished it. But I, I like what I saw so far of it. But uh, I, I only made it through like the first couple episodes. Uh, so I, I just, I've gotten to the point where I, I'm starting to like the, the the release every week model instead of the bench model. <laughs> I think I firmly firmly have gone down in, down that path now. So Mandalorian, uh, I the, the the finale was okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like I feel as if I'm missing something. I feel as if my episode, the episodes that I watch of Mandalorian, they they're giving me a different version than what everyone else is watching. <laughs> I feel so left out. Where I'm just like, really? That's um, okay. Hey. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, I like it. I just there there's something still where I'm missing the gut punches. I'm missing. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that's insane! The the irony or the 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 drama of it, um, and as much as it and it maybe it's the pace. There's something very slow about it, mm. where I feel as if um, we just watch him walk around, and there's yeah. a lot of walking, and I know there isn't because there's a lot of um, light speed and spaceships, but it just I don't know. There's something about it where I'm like, oh, okay, uh huh. Yeah, I can see that. I, I know. Maybe er, I know. It pops up, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is why I like this show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't get mad at Baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't punch, don't punch Baby Yoda. That was like, you know, Jason Sudeikis, don't punch Baby Yoda. <laughs> for me, I got that spoiled for me on my timeline again. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I was so I was expecting it, and I like how that was pretty much the opening scene, which which yeah. was really I, I liked I liked that opening that mm-hmm. open because it was so different than everything else. I liked how the droid went that whole arc came full circle because it, and it was really subtle, mm-hmm. and I like how in the end um, Mando was proven wrong, and then but. I don't know. There, there was also it didn't blow me away, and maybe this is because I am. We're we're still coming down from the Watchmen finale, and that's yeah. a really hard finale to beat these days. Yeah. Or session finale, which we were just talking about before, um, where where I really need something to be like, oh my god, when this finale was much more of a, and that is the end of season one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there was just something very conclusive about it. Where I'm like, oh, okay, that that ending makes sense. Yeah, I mean, and it, and it did. I mean, but I guess for me, it was. I guess I am keeping it internal to the Star Wars universe, and you know, I, as before we started recording, I was telling you how I watched uh, the Rise of Skywalker again uh, this past weekend, and. 
And so I kept it within that universe. And so when I tell people about these two shows, I, I'll, well, the things related to Star Wars, and I tell them, you know, I like I like Rise of Skywalker. I love The Mandalorian uh, as far as conclusions for for a story. And and I think it's because everything that The Mandalorian did this season, where you had you had a character who. And this finale with redemption shows it. He 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 came to see the error of his. He changed and and evolved. And I felt like, at least contained within the Star Wars universe, I felt with these three characters that we saw, in the feature film, which we talked about a little bit uh, a few couple weeks ago, uh, they, they didn't really change much. I mean, we just saw more of the same. And so I think that was. At least for me, that was part of what I, I liked about it. Uh, you're right with with Watchmen. That's just gold standard television. Film school is 101. Don't make a second season. Keep it as it is. Uh, but with Mandalorian, I did have a moment where I, the, the thing that blew me away, and I, and it definitely what has made me want to go and and, and go back and and pick up some of the elements from star Wars rebels and clone wars was how they expanded the universe mm-hmm. and brought in the dark saber and brought in those elements about how they're, you know, from the, I believe the, the Mandalorian who was force sensitive and, you know, constructed a dark saber and has all the backstory now about how that dark saber worked its way to, to Gideon, uh, where, uh, once the force sensitive Jedi Mandalorian, uh, I think died, and then it you know became sort of the the whoever willed that 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 saber was deemed the leader of the Mandalore Mandalore. So that was you know so, you know, so it, it it built on the Star Wars mythos, and and so it, that's another thing that worked for me in that show, given that I didn't prior to the dark saber didn't know that much about it. Cause I hadn't really followed the extended universe that closely, but now it's like, Oh, Oh, this is, this is pretty interesting. I need to go, go check out these other, other properties in this universe so that I can really pick up on some of those things and appreciate them more in, in, in the Mandalorian because they are going to show this universe outside of the Skywalkers and the Palpatines. Right. 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 Uh, the Witcher I did watch, and I'm putting up air quotes right now because we all know I don't I don't really watch things anymore. I skip through parts, and I did skip a lot of Witcher because man, that's that show is also such a slow burn to get mm. anywhere in it. Um, they they did. How do I put this? How do I tell you about The Witcher? You could do a non-spoiler review. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I'm just thinking about, they really, hmm. Here's here's what I'll say. We, earlier, we, earlier this year, we talked about, or last year, we talked about Carnival Row, right? Yeah, right. And we both came to the conclusion, whoa, they are just exposition crazy on that show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, damn. Yeah. Um, and it's in a world building because it's brand new. It's 
there's a lot of mythology in it. There's a lot of legends, creatures, things you need to know. I feel as if this show took the exact opposite route. Mm. Not a lot of exposition. They, they, they don't really spend time telling you what's going on. They, they, they show you what's going on and you pick up on the pieces and by the end you realize what you were watching. And um, it takes a while to get there. I, I think the one reason why Witcher is having the success it is is because the chemistry between Henry Cavill's character and Yennefer is just off the charts like those two are so good they bounce off of each other so much and yennefer that the actress who plays yennefer is a star like jesus christ put her in so many other things put her in the mcu by god she she has charisma so and and i think that's why that you're seeing so many people glom onto it because that relationship works. Uh, Yennefer as a character works and mm-hmm. therefore the Lee Geralt, the Witcher, yeah. he, he works even more once she's brought on board. Um, and, and there is a payoff towards the end. It, it goes someplace and you're like, damn, but um, there, there's also about three episodes I could care less about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's and that's fair. I think uh, every, I mean, if anybody, if we're really honest, I mean, there, there's any number of series, even even short term series where it's less than t- ten or le- ten or less episodes, you could you, you could find a, an episode or two that are just turkeys that just don't ca- that don't capture you. I mean, I think that's just, I mean, it's just like a chapter in the book. Some things you you love and in other chapters you're like let me just get through this <laughs> absolutely another thing i watched over the holiday break I, I was not anticipating doing this at all will and for some reason when i got back i just i just sat down and watched it i watched the second season of you on netflix huh. <laughs> <laughs> i just binged it i didn't even finish the first season huh. <laughs> I just, I totally understood what was going on the whole time, people. <laughs> so, yeah. But, man, that show, that show, the second season, far superior to the first season, and and very interesting, very interesting. Yeah, yeah. That I I can't say that I did any. I didn't pick up anything new shows. I mean, obviously, just watched a lot of sports as far as. You know, NFL playoffs this weekend uh, that ate up a lot of time, but uh, yeah, but I, I did watch uh, as far as closing out things for 2019. I did did watch the finale of Mr. Robot, and uh, it was finale. Uh, and I'll just leave it there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I I know what happens, or at least I feel as if I know. I have not watched the season finale, the series finale though. There there is something in my mind where it, I I don't know what it is. There's just something about it where I'm like I'm like oh I could watch this. No, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I mean I I enjoyed it. I, I you know and there's it's they give spoiler free thoughts on it so that you can me, me can watch it and hopefully we can maybe at some point uh, do put a bow on on the show here on the podcast because it has been part of 
uh, part of the, the legacy of, of Seen and Heard. But it 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 definitely answers a lot of questions, but opens up the door to some more. And I think for me, especially given that it was on the same time as Watchmen and other uh, other shows, it you know. Uh, that the the time lag that it took to get this fourth season really hurt for me because it, a lot of the energy and a lot of the anticipation for me went away because it was just gone for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so when it came back, and then you've got like things like Watchmen that seemed just so more so more salient and relevant, it just kind of you know it was it was. I I watched it. I enjoyed the episodes. I watched, but it just didn't. It it, it was it was kind of like okay, yeah, uh, I'll watch this because I've been vested in the show in the past, but I didn't have the same level of passion for it as I did before. Yep. Yeah. I I just um I am tired of being mad at it, and from what I gather, a season finale, I get it. And it's like, oh, Sam Esmail, you're so clever. <laughs> but it also, it, there's something about it where I still am just like, God, it could have ended so many other different ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and maybe in, by not watching it, I'm still telling myself that, oh, it's still not back off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah. I think I'm gonna eventually when when I when I want to and for yeah. some reason I just feel a need to, I'm gonna sit down and watch it and be yeah. done with it. But I'm also not gonna force myself to watch it at right. because yeah, I, I think that's I've been doing that all season and that's why I haven't had the best attitude about it. Yeah, and I think that's fair. And it, you know, and like I said, I mean I had the same kind of feel where it's just like uh, you know, I never want to. I never want something. I never want something to feel like work. Mm-hmm. I, I want to do it because I enjoy doing it. And and I felt again because of the lag and because of other things going on, it just felt like, I, I, you know, I felt like I had to watch it. And I, but I want to watch it to enjoy it. So mm-hmm. uh, I think I need to. That's why I think I feel like I need to go back and and really watch the finale again, where I've had some space from other things and can just appreciate it for what it is. Cause I know mean, everybody, you know, it's people definitely have strong feelings positively about it. Um, and you know, it's almost like I had tweeted about watching the finale and it was kind of, I guess it was had given kind of a lukewarm response and some, and they messaged me back. Are you, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, I just, you know, didn't, yeah, I am. <laughs> so, but yeah, but you know, looking, let's look forward to some things that are coming up in 2020. I mean, there's, there are, I know we were talking before we started recording that uh, feels like a lot of our shows are ending, but there's, there's some new things on the horizon as well, both movies and television. Um, I know Picard is coming. Yep. Yep. Picard comes uh, the 24th as far as, Yeah. And I'm super, super looking forward to that. I mean, I mean, it's it apparently it's not a direct sequel to like Next Generation, so uh, they they're going to bring in elements to start of some of the storytelling, the structure they had with uh, Star Trek Discovery, which is a more serialized show, which is 
one of the things that uh, I think really Discovery has been the first Star Trek series, television series that's done that. Deep, there was Deep Space Nine in the past that did it in their latter seasons. Uh, but for the most part, Star Trek's always been shows in a bottle. We just go from new planet to new planet each week. So uh, it'll be interesting to see a, a serialized version of, of Jean-Luc Picard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then and I guess we, yeah. we got a bunch of MCU shows coming on Disney Plus next yeah. year. Or this yeah, year. this year. Yeah, they moved up WandaVision from 2021 to, to this year. Don't think they've given a, a firm date for it yet, but uh, they did. They did bump it up, and of course, we have Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah, and then we got two MCU movies: Black Widow, and then the Eternals in the fall. So, yeah. so those are those are great. I I know things are coming. I think what's going on is until Crisis is over, mm-hmm. it's gonna. It still feels as if we're in this weird. 2019 extension period yeah 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 where i cannot help but think about some of the shows that were canceled earlier this year that we're used to covering even though some of those that we really liked are returning like doom patrol we're getting that second season and then we're going to get another season of titans so so i i think the horizon is good i just i want that freaking damn crisis to be over with yeah Next week, next week. So we have parts four and five next uh, the Tuesday night, January fourteenth. Uh, and uh, I, I know I, I, I want I want it to be over too. It feels like it. It feels like the the Arrowverse version of Endgame, where Infinity War and Endgame is like where it, you we had this long period, and it sounds like it looks like there is going to be a time jump in in the crisis when we get when we get to parts four and five. So, uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to, to it coming back next week. And, and I, I'm really hopeful that it'll, that'll end strong. And then of course we have the back door, uh, green arrow and the canaries pilot and arrow episode nine, uh, the following week. And then arrow ends and on January 28th. Yep. Yep. So quick update on golden, golden globes. Um, Brad Pitt won for the uh, Quentin Tarantino movie. Oh, Once, upon, Once Upon a Time? Yeah, yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollow. Uh, Aquafina won for The huh. Farewell. Huh. Oh, that's awesome. I still need to finish watching The Farewell. I started five minutes and then um, my parents didn't want to watch it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm leaving that's, them. That's five minutes more than I've watched. So yeah. I have, yeah. And uh, Michelle Williams took home another one for Fosse Verdon, which is great because she killed that role on mm. that show. So, so, but man, man, um, Golden Globes, and and we got we got Oscars to come. Of course, yeah, we do have Oscars to come. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, I um, it's gonna be a good year. It's gonna be an interesting year. It's yeah. Early only day five and we already have had plenty to talk about definitely definitely even more i mean I, there's um there are a couple shows that actually speaking of five days and there was a trailer i saw a few days ago the hunters tv no uh, i'm watching that <laughs> <laughs> that was that's one 
one of those ones that's, that's on my, my, my list of, of, of things to see this year. That looks very, very good. And and not Man in High Castle good, but, like, where I just couldn't take it. But, like, I can I, I think I can handle this one. Uh, so that's one of the ones on, on my list. And then, of course, you know, we're talking Arrowverse shows. We talked about Stargirl before. Uh, coming out. Uh, what what other what what movies are you looking forward to this year uh, beyond the genre films? Um, Tenant. Mm-hmm. Tenant for sure. Well, not genre films for me. It's nineteen seventeen and Tenant. See, okay, nineteen seventeen. I can't, can't. I I feel like it's cheating to count it as a twenty twenty movie. True, true. Well, but it, I know it was limited release late 2019. But for for the for the masses who who live don't live in like the coastal cities as far as New York or LA, so yeah, it's 2020 for the rest of us. Yeah. Well, I think that's it for me at least tonight. Um, right. Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me at Will M Polk. That's W I L L M P O L K. You can find me at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Scene and Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. But most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Spotify. Good night. Good luck. You're welcome. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.